0: to the Wagner Ministries International podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. The last time we looked at Acts, we saw Paul in the town of Lystra being stoned by an angry mob of enemies left for dead, and then being strengthened by the Holy Spirit to stand up, dust himself off, and limp down the road to the next town to keep on preaching Jesus. This is what happened next. They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and that Paul was Hermes since he was the chief speaker. Now, the temple of Zeus was located just outside of town. So the priests of the temple and the crowd brought bowls and wreaths of flowers to the town gates, and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard what was happening, they tore their clothing in dismay and ran out among the people, shouting, Friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into the town. The next day, he left with Barnabas for Derby. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia. Friends, today we see the end of Paul and Barnabas' first missionary trip. Derby was the last stop on the trek, and then Paul and Barnabas doubled back, returning through the towns they had already been, visiting the new Christians they had left there, strengthening the churches, and making sure that Satan hadn't stolen away the seeds that God had planted in the hearts of so many. Then they returned back to home base, to Antioch, to tell their home church, the church that had sent them out in the first place, all the great things that God had done. Wouldn't it have been exciting to attend First Church of Antioch that day when Paul and Barnabas returned home? they have been gone for about three years. Would you like to hear firsthand about the island of Cyprus? How God blinded Elymas, the wicked sorcerer, and how the Roman leader of that island accepted Jesus? How about the many people who trusted Christ in Antioch and Iconium, but also the many enemies that they made there? What about the lame man whom God healed in Lystra, and how the people there thought Paul and Barnabas were pagan gods? And finally, what about Paul's stoning, but then the multitudes getting saved in Derby? Oh, the highs and the lows! But all through that first trip there was excitement, because Jesus was in it. And there's never a dull moment in our lives when we're obeying Jesus, is there? That's one thing you can say about the Christian life. It may have its ups and downs, its hills and valleys, but the truly obedient, radical, put Jesus first in everything, on-the-edge Christian life is never dull, and that's what God is leading me to focus on from our podcast today. Let's read verses 21 and 22. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium and Antioch of Pisidia where they strengthened the believers they encouraged them to continue in the faith Reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God Now the last time I spoke to you I talked about three ways that the Lord gives us strength to go on in life Even when we feel that life is beating us down and sapping our strength perhaps even our will to live today I want to offer some encouragement in the Lord for those of you who are listening and are going through some particularly difficult struggle or some dark valley in your life. The Bible says we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. For those of you here today who are enduring trials, I want to remind you that Jesus has walked that lonesome valley as well, and he wants to help you through it. Financial struggles? Jesus knew the sting of poverty in his own life. Matthew 8.20 says, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Relationship problems? Jesus knew the pain of a broken heart as the people closest to him left him, stabbing him in the back. Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Or in Matthew 26.34, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, You will disown me three times. Jesus has walked the path of darkness that you may be in today, and he wants to help you through it. The first word of encouragement that God wants to give you is that struggles and hardships are inevitable in life, any life, but especially the Christian one. In Matthew 5.48, Jesus says, He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Good things and bad things, blessings and difficulties are part of each human experience. Struggles and difficulties are a byproduct of Adam and Eve's fall and happen in every human life. If Adam and Eve had never sinned, death would never have entered the world, or disease, or anything else that breaks up relationships or causes pain. But because they did, heartache, a byproduct of sin, occurs in the life of every human being. Christian or non-Christian alike. Some people, when they convert their lives to Christ, have the mistaken idea that their lives from that point on will be problem-free. We know that's not true, don't we? But experience alone doesn't teach us that. God's Word also prepares us for this. In Mark 13, 13, Jesus says, "...all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved." Mark 10 has this to say. Yes, Jesus replied. And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or mothers or sister or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now and return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. You know, Jesus never promises his followers anything but a life that will encounter opposition and difficulties. It has been said before, if you don't look good on wood, you're following the wrong man. Jesus has promised us that we shouldn't expect any better treatment from the world than he received, and knowing this ought to help prepare us for difficulties that come our way. Simply put, when you live for Jesus, you will encounter opposition. This is spiritual law, Every bit as true as the natural law of gravity. In light of all this sobering truth, you may recall times when you have been tempted, or perhaps you are being tempted, to give up living for Christ, seeking instead the seemingly easier way of the world. But friend, before you give in to that temptation, consider Jesus' own words again from Mark 13, But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. In considering your present pain, your present valley, and what to do about it, also consider your eternity. As painful as today or this life may be, your eternity is of far greater concern. The 70, 80, or 90 years we have on this earth are but a grain of sand on a shore when compared to the time of your eternity. Please, friend, don't do anything in this life, no matter how painful it may be, that would jeopardize your relationship with Jesus Christ, And your eternity with him we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God Paul says and so it is and so it is that those of us who are committed to Christ today will suffer the inevitable difficulties in life that every human being must face and so it is that those of us who are committed to living for Jesus will also receive opposition from the world but for those of you experiencing the sting of opposition and the darkness of a painful valley in your life today, God wants to encourage you that he will provide you with supernatural help and strength to endure. Notice again what Paul says in Acts 14, 22. We must go through many hardships. God wants that little word through to give you a great deal of hope and encouragement today. As a human being and as a Christian, you won't be spared the pain of life But the Lord promises that He will see you through these difficult times if you allow Him to help you. Jesus says as much in John 17. Listen to His prayer for you in verses 14 and 15. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. Just as I do not belong to the world, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Friends, Understand that Jesus is praying for you even as you are enduring your time of difficulty. And Jesus is doing even more than praying for you. He wants to lift the burden that you are carrying from your shoulders and carry you through your time of pain. Listen to this invitation from Jesus' own lips in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you, of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That's the type of Savior you have. He's walked your valley before, he knows what you're going through, and he wants to help you through it because he knows there's a mountaintop waiting on the other side that he wants to see you climb. I must confess that speaking about this subject today is a little awkward for me. I'm sure it must be like how how an unmarried priest feels when he's counseling married couples. Because in many cases, I haven't yet experienced what you're going through. I haven't personally experienced the pain of lingering disease, the tragic death of close family members, or a broken home or marriage. But I use that word yet with caution, because perhaps my time will come. But God's word is true today for your life, whether I've experienced those things or not. Jesus can say these things. God can write these things because he has experienced them, and he wants to help you through them. I must have been in my late teens when I read the poem, Footprints, for the first time. Later, I learned of its popularity, and it amazed me that I hadn't stumbled across it sooner. But I remember that at that point in my life, I was going through a valley of my own. And while I don't recall the exact circumstance, I do remember well my reaction to reading that poem. I wept. As I began to read it, it caught my attention and pulled me in. Halfway through it, I couldn't read fast enough. I wanted to get to the end to find out how it finished. And then, having found an ending I didn't quite expect, but should have, to my surprise, I found myself weeping. Weeping because I realized the truth of what Jesus had done time and time again in my life and in the lives of people I love. Weeping because I finally realized that everything that he promised me and you in his Bible really is true. Weeping because I was overwhelmed with his love for someone as insignificant and disappointing as me. And so today I close with the words from Footprints. And as I read them today, I invite you to let Jesus... Help you through your valley, your time of need. Let him carry you to the mountaintop in your future. To quote an old Cornflakes commercial, hear these familiar words again for the first time. And as you do, let Jesus' love wash over you and flush away your pain, bitterness, and hurt. One night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints. Other times there was only one. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could see only one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, You promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I have noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, There has only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you most, have you not been there for me? The Lord replied, The years when you have seen only one set of footprints, my child, is when I carried you. And so he will, if you let him. As always, my friends, I look so forward to our next podcast where we will move further into the book of Acts as the Holy Spirit uses his word to help us walk daily in the power of God. Have a blessed day, and Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at God bless.